Hello, this is Stephanie Preisner and you are listening to Basically. Welcome. In this week's episode, I talked to Lorcan Nyan about the roadmap that the Irish government released last week for reopening the country. I want to find out when I can do things again. When can I visit my relatives in other counties? When can my friends have their wedding? When will anyone go to a nightclub again? When can I get brunch with my boyfriend? Will I ever get another sun holiday? Is there any way back to the old normal? Lorcan is the head of training at the communications clinic and is the perfect person to make sense of a lengthy document with lots of graphs and tables. Hi Lorcan, thanks for joining me. No problem Steph, happy to be here. So, I have spent the last few hours looking through this document, searching it for any hope I can find and I'm hoping that you can make it accessible with me. Um, I guess the best place to start is to explain what has been explained to us as the population, that this is a living document, which I guess means that it can change and grow and adapt, but that this is a framework within which we can cling on to some sort of expectation. Yeah, so it, it this is going to change and it, and it should change and, and it, it has to be fluid. And I think everybody who's talked about this in an official capacity has made that very, very clear and, and rightfully so. I think it's really, really important, first of all, to establish why why it's important to have a framework to you use the term hope to give people a little bit of hope here and a little bit of structure in front of them because if i could use an analogy it's like if you're on a bus journey and it was supposed to be 10 minutes and you hit a traffic jam and you didn't know how long you're going to be on that journey that can be really really frustrating for people and it can be difficult and it can cause stress well if you're on a bus journey and you know it's going to be an hour that can be quite a relaxing journey because you know exactly how long you're going to be there and you know what's happening. So there's an element of that at play here, which is people need a roadmap in front of them. So it's fluid because we don't know what's going to happen in three weeks time. Once we yeah. start phase one, we don't know what the impact of that is going to be on this disease. Will it speed up? Will it speed up the transmission of it? We just don't know because this is all new. So it has to be fluid, but that doesn't mean that it's not important that the phases have been laid out. Exactly. I also think that one thing to understand when you're reading this document or when you're getting any of this information is that when we open up again, there is still a virus out there. You are still capable of catching it and it is still powerful enough to kill people. So while, you know, people who have been advised to stay indoors because they have chronic illnesses for the last few weeks, unless your chronic illness is gone or the virus is gone, then you are still at the same level of risk. And so this is a kind of a framework for saying, okay, we understand that we can't stay locked in our houses forever, but we are going to try and open the economy up. We're going to do it in five phases, three weeks for each phase, but kind of like snakes and ladders, at any point, the virus could swell up there could be a surge and it's like a snake. We will have to go all the way wriggling back to the start of the last phase. So this is what they envision in a perfect world. But this is not a perfect world. This is a world of a pandemic. 
Yeah, and I think there there are two points coming from what you just said there. And and the first one is you almost need to see this reopening document, this reopening of the economy of society as separate to the initial response to the pandemic. That's still going on. The medical response, the societal response, the washing of the hands, the unfortunate cocooning of people over 70s, that's still going on as this new layer is added on top of it. So the reopening of the economy is linked, but, but it's almost slightly separate and it should be looked at as, as, as slightly separate. Um, the our response to the pandemic is going to be going on until we have until we have a vaccine. Um, so that's really, really important. And you're right to say for people that they realise that just because you're now allowed, you know, meeting groups of four people in, in three weeks time doesn't mean that the disease has gone or has disappeared in any way, shape or form. We're just better able to cope with it, with, with its effects. Um, the snakes and ladders analogy again i think is, is excellent the analogy i've been using myself is, is is like a video game where you know there are different levels there are different phases you get through one phase and it unlocks the next phase of it but only if you do everything accurately and if you make a mistake well you go back to the start um now it might not be making of a mistake as a society it might just be that we didn't foresee the impact of one of these changes on the transmission of the disease and that might not be anybody's fault but it might happen and we might go all the way back to where we are now which is you know phase zero or before even phase one has started yeah okay so let's talk about the let's talk about these phases um and while we're getting into it we can uh talk about how those things might change or at different paces at which they might happen so for the purposes of this podcast we're going to talk about them as phase one two three four and five on the framework document, phase one is meant to begin on the 18th of May and last for three weeks. Then June 8th is phase two. June 29th is phase three. July 20th is phase four. And August 10th is phase five. That is if absolutely nothing goes wrong, which I personally can't see happening. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be a totally smooth road. But for the purposes of this, those are when they intend to open them. But let's stick to the phases rather than the dates. Okay, perfect. So I've had a lot of people messaging me. Um, when can I see my boyfriend who lives in another county? When can I visit my family? When can I have my wedding? When can I go on holidays? Do you think the best way to do this would be to create a, a fictional character and see how these these kind of limitations impact her life? Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be the easiest way to make it clear for people because we might not touch on every single aspect of it. But if we can see how it will affect one person, well, we, we can apply that to, to ourselves then. So 100% create the character okay. for me and let's, and let's chat through. Okay, our character's name is Susan. She is from Sunday's Well in Cork, but she lives in Dublin. She's 30. She is an accountant. She is currently working from home in her shared house. Her boyfriend lives more than 20 kilometers away and she is looking at these reopening phases and how they pertain to her life. So starting on the 18th of May, Susan has been allowed to walk for two kilometers around her house and she has been avoiding all unnecessary journeys. She has only gone to the supermarket. Once her friend who is cocooning, an elderly person, asked to drop groceries and she has driven to do that. Um, but she has not seen anyone except her housemates for the last five or whatever weeks and is working from home. So what's going to happen then on the 18th of May? Okay, well, just before the 18th of May, 
Susan will be able to go for her exercise five kilometers rather than two kilometers. So that's the only real change. And that will occur up until that point. Um, and that starts today, the day that the podcast is out. That's it now is increased to five kilometers. Absolutely. When we look then at phase one, so the three weeks from May, May, May 18th, but, but phase one, she would be able to meet small groups of no more than four people outside. Um, so outside of her own household, she'll be able to you know, better go for a walk as long as there's two meters between them with friends who are within within the, the five kilometer radius of her. So the five kilometer radius will be the same, but you'll be able to have a bit of human contact outside of Zoom um, with somebody that you can see and you can stop and you can chat to. So that's a change. If she happens to be a golfer, she can golf. So okay. outside sports, tennis, golf, the ones where you can only have four people, big spaces between you, no contact. That's possible if there's a golf course within five kilometers or a tennis court within within five kilometers. So for, okay, for so this she character, can't travel to the golf course. She can't go off to the K Club like. As far as this document would tell us, the K Club is out of bounds if you if you're in Dublin. Right. Okay. So. So that's, what, how else does it affect her? So there's during this phase, there's also going to be some childcare for essential healthcare workers, which Susan is not, but, but that, maybe her sister's a nurse. Absolutely. Um, phased return of outdoor workers. So you'll start to see more people around like outdoor workers, landscape gardeners, people cutting the grass, maybe someone painting the front of a house, um, and, and all I, those things. And I think definitely when you look at the reasons why this is being done and why it's happening, I think that's probably the most most important one in that phase, which is the, you know, outdoor workers, which is, you know, construction as well. Um, so, you know, that's already starting to be phased back in. But, you know, construction is important. It's, it's, it's really important for the health of the society of the economy going forward as well. And so that's now going to, to, to be more possible. So, I mean, th- there are steps that are being taken along these phases where if we were just talking about coronavirus, well, then we wouldn't be taking them. But this is a lot wider than just a response to the disease. And, you know, health and the health implications are wider than the, the just one disease as well. So that, that's important to note in that phase one is that construction is an important one to reopen. Um, our character as well will also be, you know, will be able to go to hardware sh- shops, opticians, etc. in a socially distanced way as well at that stage. So there'll be a few other services available so like opticians but like it's i don't know i think opticians is a very close contact thing like someone looking into your eyes i was kind of surprised when i saw that one but it said that retail that's mainly outdoor and homeware so is it that the they have said that they're not going to open shopping centers until much further down the line so this is kind of like essential retail that is in a kind of a contained unit yes yeah and then what about things that are not services or retail? Like when can we have a bit of fun again? I suppose it depends, depends what your definition of fun is, uh, uh, Stephanie. So, you know, socialising, dr- having drinking, because it does say that like golf courses are open, tennis courts are open, pitches are open. But uh, yeah, and I think that, that that's a point as well, that I, as we see this progress and as the phases go along, that there's going to be a, more frustration than we had last time because we're losing a little bit and hopefully not a lot, but a little bit of the we're all in this together because, look, I'm not a golfer. And if you're not a golfer and now you see people who love golf being able to do the thing they love most in the world while you can't do the thing that you love most in the world, that's going to cause an element of frustration as well. So I think that's just something that people need to be prepared for um, because we have to do this in phases. We have to use common sense. Golf is something that you you can socially distance for a longer time while doing. 
but it that is going to cause a little bit of frustration for people and i think we kind of need to guard ourselves for that frustration as you go along yeah. but i suppose socializing with small groups of four people that's a phase one activity outside so you know that's fun that's fun i guess and, the, and outdoor sporting activities um so everything that is obviously predicated on social distancing and um you know so like my thing at the moment is jujitsu there's absolutely no way i'm going to be rolling around on the ground uh with sweating on top of someone no. <laughs> at my jujitsu no. class in phase one no um, that that's a phase phase five at best activity i think i think Stephanie. if ever and uh the public transport situation then what's going on i, I heard that um in this document it says that from the 24th of april anyone who flies into this country has to do mandatory two weeks of isolation and they have a further um kind of restriction on that which is that you now have to give the address of where you're going to be isolating because there will be spot checks on it so i think that's going to be something that's going to be with us for for, for a while um and i think that when you look at even if you get outside of these five phases one of the great unknowns is when will international travel start again um and i think that a lot of countries are going to follow that model we're already following other countries who have done it which is that you know if you're flying in if you're coming into the country where we haven't you know known what protocols have been in place um, and and how well they've been addressed uh, you're going to have to isolate for the two weeks to make sure you don't have the disease that obviously means that holidays are impossible um, because if yeah. you're flying somewhere and you're going to have to isolate for two weeks, well, then that's two weeks of your holiday uh, spent in one room, not talking to anybody. So, you know, international travel, it's going to take a long, long time for, for that to, to ramp up again. To settle back. Yeah, and the yeah. initial predictions would be that it's going to take to 2022 for us to get to the same level of flights as we had that before we had. this started. So, I mean, that's a long, long time for a big industry. So in phase one, just to summarise, basically... Susan still isn't seeing her boyfriend. She's still no. not traveling to Sundaysville in Cork to see her family. No. She is still working from home as an accountant. Mm-hmm. She hasn't gone back to the gym, but she can play tennis outdoors if she wants to. And she can meet up to four friends who live within five kilometers of her house. And outside. Uh, outside for a socially distant conversation. Okay. So then phase two, which... Hopefully, if nothing goes wrong, is June 8th, but we won't stick to the dates. Yeah. How do we expand even further? 20 kilometres. So it goes from 5 kilometres to, to, to 20 kilometres. So, so Susan can now travel within twenty a 20 kilometre radius um, right. rather, okay. than, rather than the 5. So she can still then see people you know, outside in the groups of 4, but it's within 20 kilometres. So if she has a friend who is you know, 6 kilometres away and feels like really out of reach um, for the first phase, well, the second phase, they, they, they can go for a walk and, and they can chat. It also allows you to visit other households. Again, four people is the number that we've been given, but it means that you can visit inside with people. Um, within get, 20 kilometers. Within 20 so, kilometers. Great. So four people who have been outside can now come inside, but they also can have a greater choice of which households they visit because there's 20 kilometers of choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can see you can see more people um, and there's a little bit more variety there. It, it's it's the phase two then that we're going to start seeing that, you know, r- slightly, slightly larger groups of, of retail outlets are going to be able to, to open the small, smaller retail outlets is, is what is what we've been told. Um, and ones that can operate in a socially distanced manner. So if you're, you know, in a city at the moment within your 2K, you might see that there are some coffee shops um, and obviously, you know, the big supermarkets that are run that only two people allowed inside or, you know, 20 people allowed inside and that you have people at the door saying in, out, in, out. We're going to see that at a bit of a wider level in some retail. And um, so there'll be a few more, there'll be more retail options open. We're not specific on exactly what they might be, 
but there will be more retail options open for, for Susan. But we'll probably see more of this people queuing up to get in because there's only a few people allowed in at a time and stuff. So we're getting used to seeing that now. It won't be such a shock. No. There's also um, saying that they're going to have a phased return of workers um, who are kind of solitary workers or people who can maintain a two meter distance constantly throughout the day. So I think for Susan being an accountant, she's probably still working from home at this point. Still working from home and you'll, you'll see and we'll see as we go through phase by phase by phase. There's a constant focus on if you can work remotely, we'd like you to keep working remotely. And I think that that's yes. a sign. So you know, for accountants, I think that, you know, for a lot of people, whether it be staggered for smaller numbers in the office um, or whether it be, you know, kind of a mass remote working, I think they're really going to be pressing that we don't want people out and about. We don't want people in the workplace. We just realise that for the economy and for the wider society, we have to start this happening. But if people who can work remotely, who don't need to meet people and who are, you know, can do the same job are going to be doing that for, you know, all the way through these phases. And we're still very much only necessary journeys. Yes. Um, and then there's outdoor sporting and fitness activities that have small groups of people, but happen outdoors. So you can train, but you can't have a match uh, if it's like football or whatever. Yeah. Um, so social distancing is the key still in this phase. So she's still not going to Sunday as well. She's still not seeing her boyfriend. She still uh, maybe isn't playing with her nieces and nephews of her sister nurse. Um and I think that, that that element of training and, and sport, I think, will be one of the ones where obviously done in a very different way in a socially and di- a socially distanced way. But for people who are used to it, whose sport has been a huge part of their life all the way through or fitness um, classes, etc. That's going to be, I think, one of the things where people are going to say, geez, this feels a little bit, a little bit normal. Um, and normal is going yes. to be a totally different word and in a different world um once this is all over anyway but it's going to be geez i'm back training i'm back i'm back running i'm back doing maybe a small drill with somebody socially distanced but i think that's one of the points where people are going to feel god this is something i'm used to um now no idea how it's going to work as of yet and i don't think anybody does but when it does start working i think that that's going to be one of the touch points for a lot of people and then in phase two finally on this one then there's also public libraries um with limited numbers what I thought was interesting was that he said that level one to, to kind of break down your game analogy, level one does not mean level one across the board. So say if, uh, you know, the, the sports activities like golf is in level one and then sports activities like uh, football training is level two. Just because it's moved to level two for football does not necessarily mean that they're all of a sudden going to reopen public transport, which is also in level two. Like we don't all move to the same level at the same time. It's like being in a grocery shop and picking a queue. So I'm queuing at till number seven and you're queuing at till number eight. And we're both the third in line. You might get to the top ahead of me because someone in front of me has a full trolley and someone in front of you has a basket but like we're not all going to cross the threshold at the same time maybe absolutely and it depends how all of this progresses and it depends on 
what what are, when they look at the data and they look at how phase one has gone what do they think maybe has led to a slightly bigger increase than they thought what activity was it um, and then they might need to revisit that activity so again as they keep saying it's it's a very very fluid document and it needs to be that um, I think one of the other things just on phase two before before we move on that that's important is they have said that slightly larger groups will be allowed to attend funerals um, and I don't want to wish anything on, on, on Susan in any way sh- shape or form but I think it's one of the things that has been you know, one of the very, very difficult things people have been asked to do in this situation is that when they're grieving, they haven't been able to grieve in the way that we are used to and in the way that can bring solace to people. So I think the fact that when you're looking at that in phase two, we're trying to motivate ourselves for phase zero and phase one. That's something that I think is going to be really, really important for some people. Um, and it's something that it's good to see in the document and that we should all work towards. Yeah. And it does say smaller groups um, and like close family, only primary mm. mourners. But it is something like I have passed a s- several, um, I live next to a funeral home and several hearses have driven past me as I've been out for my walk. And it's very sad to see like just one or maybe two cars behind it. And I just stand on the footpath and I, you know, I, I stop my walk and I stand and I face the car just to give some level of respect or at least acknowledge that someone has died. Um, but it is, it's one of these things that I think is going to have a knock on effect when we're well past this phases are gone and we're sort of back to a new normal. The trauma that we have kind of all experienced will have to be managed in a certain way. But we can talk about that another time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just I just think it it, it is one of the, it is one of the biggest impacts um, of all of this on people. Um, and it's something we, we should all work towards try, trying to change a little bit for people. So phase three, June 29th, if all goes well. What happens to Susan's life? Can she finally go back to Sunday as well? Can Susan go back to, back to su- Sunday as well? Not not she necessi- can't. She can't. She no. can't at this stage. Not yet. That that's still that's still a way away. What she can 20 do twenty kilometers still. is we're still within the twenty kilometers. What she might be able to do and what she's likely to be able to do if this plan progresses is she can go to cafes and restaurants again. Um, so that again will be another one of those right this feels a little bit normal this feels a little bit like reality for me where you'll be able to go into a restaurant and in a socially distanced way both in terms of the staff both in terms of the other customers both in terms of you and whoever you're with because we can't forget the social distancing is going to apply consistently throughout this even with people that you know and have seen um, you'll be able to order order a meal order and sit down and have a coffee so that will be the big change from in that phase will be restaurants cafes will be open and shops in general the high street as it's called will will, will be reopening again with the outdoor queuing with the limited numbers of people inside Um, but you know you'll be able to walk down Grafford Street and go into a shop as long as you queue outside for a bit. And another thing that uh, we forgot to tell you about Susan is that Susan has a grandmother who's in a nursing home in Cork and in phase three Susan's mother will be able to visit Susan's grandmother again. They'll have start to release some of the restrictions around visiting nursing homes so June 29th, Susan's mother gets to meet Susan's grandmother, potentially. All going well. The cafes and restaurants is a big thing. That's going to feel, again, like you were saying about the sports, like a kind of a back to what we used to know, which will be, which will be nice. That, and at this stage as well, um, for, for, for the, the sister and the niece, there's going to be a phased reopening of, of creches and childcare services for the children of essential workers. So if we remember, if we go back to phase one, it was within the home childcare. Now there's going to be a phase and they're going to look at reopening creches um, for, for essential workers. Great. But we'll, Susan will still be um, working from home, most likely. She will. And phases one, two and three are kind of couched together. And then there's a new colour 
for phase four, which gives us a new dawn. We have gone to a new level, a new level. And this, this is where Susan can go back to Sunday as well. This is when the bunting will be out. We can extend travel to outside your region. So this 20 kilometer bubble has been burst and we're now free to roam. Am I right? Free to roam in a socially distanced and, re- and responsible manner. But yes, absolutely. The 20k limit is eased at the moment. So again, because I think, look, the further you get into this document, the further out you get, it's it's almost like, you know, somebody getting further away from you. They get a little bit blurry. You can't see the edges. You can't see exactly the color of everything, exactly what it's going to look. Because the further away you get, the less sure we can be because the less we know about how the disease is going to be acting, you know, what capacity we have in the system, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, we, we, we get blurrier as we go through, but the travel restrictions are being eased. So we don't necessarily know that they'll get as far as Cork and D- Dublin to Cork, but most likely, yes, we'll be, she'll be able to go back to, to Sunday as well for visits at this stage. And then slightly, so she's been having four people, well, no, she's been having three plus her um, around to her house. So she's been visiting three plus people. Um, and now in phase four, a slightly, lar- slightly larger number of people can visit another household for a short period of time while maintaining social distancing. So you can pop around to say hello to someone. You're not settling in for the night. You're just calling to say hello and moving on. And small social gatherings like that by family and close friends. Yeah, we will we'll most likely be allowed at phase four whenever we do hit phase four of the social gathering piece of this. So again, look, it, it can all and get that quite does, that does mention like baptisms and small weddings. They will not. So small weddings apparently are allowed in phase four and large weddings weddings are allowed in phase five. No one will give us an answer. And I've asked several TDs <laughs> what is a small wedding and what is a large wedding? And they will not be drawn on it, which is fair enough. But also I understand why people are anxious to ask because people have to plan their weddings. So small weddings, July 20th, large weddings, August 10th all going well but we cannot tell you what small or large is and even on that i mean if we, if we if we go back to susan if susan does have a wedding that that's due to be due to be towards the end of july and she's now one of the people who's lucky enough to still be on a reduced guest list for whatever that is for for, for some of her friends you're still looking at a socially distanced wedding i think that's important for people to realize as well that we have images yes. of things and we have images of what the world used to be like um the weddings that happen um, towards the end of, of of phase four will not be the weddings that happened in January and February. Um, they'll be very different affairs because they'll have to be socially distanced at this point as and well. And probably like Susan's 90 year old grandmother like is still cocooning and will not be attending the wedding that she might have attended in January. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so it, it, it's it, even though some of the terms are the terms we're used to and the events are the events we're used to, they're very, they're going to be very very different as long as we're as long as we're still in the midst and middle of of a pandemic like this. And we're opening back up creches for other workers, so not just essential workers in phase four. Mm. Um, and organisations where where you can't work from home, so maybe you were, you know, let go from your from your job back in March, and you haven't been working because your job is not able to be done from home. Phase four is where we're starting to see um, people back to work when on-site arrangements can be made. So maybe perspex in front of the till, hand sanitizer, social distancing guidelines, all of that. Those staggered things will be 
we'll see a lot more stuff reopening, hopefully. Yeah, and I think the the idea of having a roadmap like this um, is that now there are companies across the country who are looking at that saying, right, how can we make this work? And that's important. Um, so that we the phases have been set out and they'll put a lot of the tactics to it. To how will this actually work? You need the you need businesses themselves to come up with the plans. You need industries and sectors to come up with the plans. So that's what's happening now is there's going to be business who have, let's say, a big call center who are saying, right, we need people back in. We need people doing it. How can we do this in a responsible, socially distanced way? And those plans will have started. Um, and then I'm very happy. I don't know how happy you are, but they're going to look at loosening the restrictions on high risk services and high risk services are things where you're very close to people. So hairdressers, barbers, um, I think maybe dentists would come into this as well. It doesn't say it, but um, that's one of the ambiguous ones so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's where, 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 where does things like like dentists fall in? How do you define it? We can come back to it, but we will come back to it because phase five does have things like tattoos and piercings. So dentists might be in there. But anyway, we can get our hair done <laughs> um, uh, for things that there is population wide demand for. So things that people are like, ah, now, lads, I need to cover these greys. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be very, very happy at that stage. Uh, I think we've all, all the men in the country have attempted some form of home haircut at this stage to varying successes or, or failures. Um, but yes, yeah, also hairdressers and, and barbers being open again will be welcome for people. At that stage as well, you're, lo- you're looking at to help the, the tourism sector, um, hotels, hostels, etc. looking at reopening, but with limited capacity, which is another thing of if you're going online now and saying, well, geez, look, I can go wherever I want at the end of July let's book in to an Irish hotel that experience is going to be different um, because there's going to be less people there it's it's going to be a different experience than you're used to and it's going to be harder to find a room but it's going to be certainly theoretically possible yeah then if Susan wants to go to mass during this time they're going to be opening religious places of worship if social distancing can be catered for museums and galleries and cultural outlets where are going to start to be open. It's hard to understand how or to, to, to notice how those things would work because those things are kind of based on international tourism. Like there's only so many times an Irish person wants to go and see the Book of Kells, let's say. I went to primary school. So I'm wondering those kind of museums and galleries, will people still be occupying those spaces? I'm not sure, but in phase four, we'll have the answer, I guess. Yeah, and again, a lot of this, we just we just don't know well, what's going to happen. And so again, if you look at the kind of long-term effects of this, absolutely international travel uh, is, is going to be down. But then I suppose we also can't travel internationally. So we're going to be um, holidaying in Ireland and seeing things in Ireland and looking for things to do in Ireland more. So will it balance out? Will it not? We, we, we don't know the answer to a lot of these questions, but I suppose you have to open them and see. You have to try. Yeah. You have to do something. Um, and so that that's what this is about. And then someone was asking me on Instagram about driving lessons, when she'll be able to take driving lessons again. That's it's kind of an it's an interesting one because it is close contact, but it is one of those kind of population wide demands. So I would kind of imagine that like phase four would be a natural fit for this. But then I'm not the national public health emergency team, so I can't say for sure. But I can see it fitting in there can you yeah i could absolutely see it fitting into to, to phase four it, it seems like a, a phase four activity but i think what's important to note as well is that what's happening at the moment um us chatting about this here we've seen a lot of we'll, we'll see a lot of radio we'll see a lot of questions being asked that doesn't mean i think that there was a, pl- a problem with the initial plan that's part of the plan which is that we need to ask these questions we need to see what are people demanding what do people need 
what services can be reopened you have to have these conversations and ask these questions you know this is unfortunately for you know people who want to get back to sunday as well i mean july is a long is a long way away so a lot of these things we've plenty of time to work out how they might work this is the start of it it's just giving yeah. a general mission and strategy for here are the kind of activities that we envision if everything goes correctly by july we'll be able to reopen now let's talk about it and i think that's important yeah, because I was sort of disheartened when I looked deeply into this document because I was like, should this means nothing? Should they say we can do this? We can not do this. We might go back at any stage. Activities might go two phases ahead of healthcare at some point, you know, different things open at different times. And I thought, sure, what's the point? This is only nonsense. But actually, it does give you, if you take the dates out of it, it does give you a clear sight as to what way the reopening is going to look so that you know well if you are you know if you have been allowed out to 20 kilometers you know what's coming next mm-hmm. um, and you might not know when but at least you know that slowly the sort of circle around you is expanding yeah and it sets expectations and i suppose if we look at the the other option if we if you take this roadmap away if we didn't have it the other option was just telling us about the increase to 5k and the slight, slight, slight lifting of the restrictions, including, you know, the, the cocooning people being allowed to go out for a walk, the, those who are at risk, and then saying, and then we'll talk to you again in three weeks, which I think would have been very difficult for people. I think yeah, it would be it much would, more would. difficult if we, if we had said, look, we, we're asking a huge amount of you again for another three weeks, and then we'll, we, we'll talk to you closer to the time. So this is not a perfect roadmap, but I think you needed a roadmap. And so on the cocooning as well, just to come back to that, uh, in phase two, they designate specific retail hours for all the over 70s and medically vulnerable. They have social distancing, they give you gloves and you wear a face covering. And in phase two as well, people can visit your home if you're over 70, but no more than a small number of people for a short period of time. So that's 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 on the horizon. That's not too far off. Yeah, and I think it's 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 something to I think for everybody across society um, to 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 be welcomed and it, and again as you say you, you can see it towards. it's something to work towards and something to to keep there you know to to motivate you when you are finding this difficult and um, when you do think geez come on now we've been in this for a long time surely I can I can go for a walk with somebody or surely go on if they let me see four people why can't I see eight you know in in, yeah. in one group it's when you have those thoughts I think that it's those times where you think do you know what there are people who are suffering a lot more than me um at the moment and we need to get to the point where you know they can they can get out they can go shopping they can be visited and that I can visit and- them. This next point, it makes me feel like when I got my leaving cert, I got my leaving cert timetable years and years ago and I looked at my final economics exam and I was like, oh my God, I just have to get, I just have to get to economics and I'm done. Phase five, Lorcan. What happens in phase five? We're looking at large gatherings, um, larger, larger, rather than large, apologies, larger social um, social gatherings and being able to happen. Phase return to workplaces in all sectors, but it's important to note they're still saying if you can work remotely, you should be working um, remotely at that stage. Um, visiting restrictions um, in, in, in various um, nursing homes, etc. to be lifted. Um, festivals and sporting fixtures taking place with caps on the numbers of, of people attending. So, you know, you're not going to have 80,000 people um, in a stadium, but if there's caps right. and it's distance. So, you know, as close as you can get when you don't have a vaccine um, to, to reopening the economy and society, um, I think is what we're looking at when it, when it comes to phase five. It's not going to be normal, um, but it, it, it's, it's going to be different, better 
Um, and at that stage, at the moment, you're looking at pubs as well. So you're looking at pubs reopening and nightclubs um, and theatres and cinemas. So social, large activities in that way. So basically the, the world that we knew, but with social distancing and masks, because we do have a new member of society and it is a deadly virus. And unless that's gone away, we have to always be aware that like at any moment, any of us could be carrying it, could give it to someone else. And it's such a random acting disease that any of us, no matter what our age, lack or with underlying conditions could be killed by it. And that's something to take very seriously. It's extremely so. So yeah, it will be, you know, the new normal. And I think if you look, if you look at phase five, so at the moment within, within phase five, what they've been talking about is pubs and nightclubs maybe reopening at that stage. So, but I think if you point towards why this document is useful and the fluidity of it, we've already been hearing reports since then, um, of, you know, associations who are, who are representing and um, pubs and nightclubs saying, hang on, if restaurants are able to open in, in phase three, why can't we? Um, and looking at that, government have been saying and implying that, well, if you can prove to us that you can open in a socially distanced way in the same way that restaurants can, that you can open with limited numbers, that you can open in a way that your staff can be socially distanced from them, well, then maybe we can look at it. So I think, again, that's, you know, when you're reading this document, it's, it's on the sectors as well to look at it and say, hang on, let me prove that we can do it. Um, let me prove that we can get to the next level. Let me prove that we can do this in a responsible way. So it's fluid in in that way as well. And that, yes, this could all be delayed out wildly into the future. Um, if the numbers start rising again, if ICUs come under under pressure. But in, on the flip side, if sectors can prove that they can be responsible, well, then some things can be unlocked earlier in the game. Yeah. And I think that is kind of phase five, I think, is the one we're going to see being very staggered. Like, you know, we might bring back um you know whatever we were talking about there so we might bring back like the primary schools and the secondary schools that's in phase five but we still might not be it might be further down the line that we bring back coppers like yes susan loves coppers but you know she's not going to be running in there while this virus is around because that's very up close and personal right yeah and i and i i don't think that susan should be you know putting down in the diary that august 10th definitely without fail 100 percent, i i will be in coppers that night um and i think there's been a little bit of chat around that which is saying look that's the date there we go that's when everything is going to be back to normal whatever about the date um the version of coppers will be very different to the coppers that uh, we experienced in january and so it's phase so let me answer some questions for susan when can she visit her grandmother? She can visit her grandmother in phase four in Sunday's well. She can visit her mother. She can hug her niece and nephew in phase four. Uh, when can she travel on a foreign holiday? That's not clear in this document, but uh, it's not even mentioned in phase five. It's it's in many ways. I mean, it's going to be outside of the control of of. You know, the Irish, the, of the Irish government and the Irish response. I mean, if if other countries are going to follow, you know, follow and have the two week quarantine, etc. And still at that stage, well, then you can't go on a foreign holiday or you can if you want to book off a month and spend two weeks isolated. So that's totally outside the remit of, of this. And I think it's going to be a, a fair amount of time away. And so is there any way, and this might seem like a stupid question, but is there any way of getting back to the old normal, like the old way of just not even considering any of these things? I mean, the only of a vaccine. Yeah, I mean, a, a vaccine and a vaccine that, you know, you get public buy into that you mass roll out that you hit the percentages you need to hit. So, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, other than that, 
Um, we just need to keep following the behaviours. And you'd hope actually even with a vaccine that some of the behaviours, you know, the washing of the hands, the coughing um, in, into, the, into the elbow, that they actually remain anyway. Um, that, you know, their behaviours we should have been doing anyway because, you know, it's not the only disease out there. I mean, the flu is also a, a, a deadly yeah. disease at times. But no, um, short of a vaccine, um, or short of some very, very, very effective treatment, um, for the, the disease, um, other than a vaccine. Um, it's, it's unlikely that we're ever going to get to a, a phase within this year, let's say, um, that it won't be living with it. It does say interestingly here in phase five. So that's when shopping centers open. So like, say, I don't know, take a chain of, take a chain of coffee shops, let's say Starbucks, Costa Coffee there across the whole city that it's possible that all of the Starbucks out in the city is open but any of the ones that are in shopping centres are still not open because it's too enclosed am I right in saying that? Yeah yeah absolutely and look that's the and it, that's again I suppose go back to the point I made earlier on both from a business point of view and a personal point of view there is there is going to be frustrations as this reopens reopening something like this is very very difficult and there's going to be things that probably when you look at it in isolation are unfair um, that it's unfair if you have a business in a shopping centre that you can't open when you can if, if, if you have an outdoor area or if you're in the high street or if you're in a town. But that's just going to be the way it's going to have to be in certain um, situations. You have to strive to make something like this fair and as fair as possible and because otherwise that's where you get stress and anger um, from, from the public. But there's going to be some examples where it's just not fair and pandemics don't, don't really care. And then things like, you know, Susan going to the gym lifting weights all that kind of stuff is that all phase five or do you think some of that could come i suppose gyms are very sweaty places sweaty high high numbers um again so i think even when they do it it's it's a it's a phase five activity officially um and even when they even when they do reopen again i I don't think it's going to be you know as flexible um and i love this new phrase I'm going to use it from now on. She's like, mm, that seems like a really phase five activity. Like, <laughs> Maybe don't. Um, I think I have a good sense of that document now. I hope that our listeners have also got a sense of it. We might get you back on if things change or a updated version of it comes on because I would be slow to say that this is a definitive plan of what is going to happen. We are not profits, but neither is this document very clear. It's it's not, but I and again I think just again to 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 reiterate, I don't think anybody's saying that it is um, set in stone. Yeah, I don't concrete. think it's possible to. It's not po- like they have done an amazing job. I've been following how different parts of the world have been dealing with this. I have friends in Australia, I have friends in America, and I have friends in Germany. And the idea of getting this roadmap, my friends in Australia and America are absolutely they're so jealous and they're so impressed with us. For having this, even though it is only a guideline, it at least shows that our government are making plans to reopen and understand that in a vacuum, people get scared and fear is not what we need right now. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's a very good way, way of putting it. You know, vacuum of any information is not good in a situation like this. So any attempt to fill the vacuums, to give information, to be transparent is to be welcomed. And this is what this podcast is trying to do. And like this document, we are trying to stop the fake news WhatsApps, give you the actual information and make it understandable. Lorcan, thank you so much for joining me. No problem at all. And we'll have you back soon. Thank you. If you are still listening, I thank you very, very much. I would be even more grateful if you would share the podcast if you enjoyed it. 
uh, rate it and review it on iTunes. That helps us to get up further in the charts and helps more people to find the podcast. So you could share it on your Instagram. If you have any feedback or any questions, you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Steph Preisner or on Instagram at Stephanie Preisner. And that's Steph with an F. Our music was brought to you by Only Ruin. Our graphic design and artwork is by Kahlo Gara. And this podcast was produced by the Head Stuff Podcast Network. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.